You're listening to Get the Skinny with your hosts, Brian Kilby and John DeLuna. This is Get the Skinny. Uh, I am Brian Kilby. With me, we have John DeLuna. Uh, man, John, it's been a couple of weeks. Um, we were going to do the show last week, but uh, you almost died or something, right? Uh, that is correct. Uh, with very little exaggeration, because last week was uh, my first week in CrossFit. And it was um, exhilarating, and it was, I think, up to the hype as far as like exertion goes, but it was also a near-fatal experience, I think. so. Didn't you say, uh, tell me not to worry about like going in and having to work with elite, elite athletes or something yes. like that? Yes, indeed. So... So when I so when I showed up, I was there for day one of fundam, fundamentals class. So admittedly, these are all beginners to CrossFit, and uh, there was a, a regular class um, being conducted concurrently. So you could see that the place was busy and it was legit and all that stuff. But there was a beginners class, and that was uh, consisting of three people, <clears throat> me being two, me being one of the. Of the three, and uh, there are multiple times during the day when at least this fitness, this CrossFit uh, company has fundamental classes. So I'm, I'm sure there's some other students here and there, but uh, at, at this evening class, it was three people. I was one of them. And the first question out of the guy's mouth was Have any of you guys been exercising before? Which kind of took me by surprise because I was kind of thinking this is like the 400 course of exercising. Like, like who would walk in absolutely cold to CrossFit of all things? But apparently that is so common. That is like his standard first question, which is essentially, do you guys know what exercise is? Have you been doing it in any form? And I'll be honest with you, their responses kind of validated that question because um, I – I nodded my head, you know, like, sure, of course, I've been exercising previous to this. The guy next to me uh, kind of gave a non-committal, kind of generic answer, kind of like, yeah, sure, kind I, of. I've heard of working out before. Yes. Uh, like, it's not foreign to me. And then the uh, the third person was a woman who had had a baby like six months ago, and she had a bad knee. So that was my competition for the evening. Um so I, I, the moral of that story is don't be, I guess, intimidated by the idea of going to CrossFit. If you, if you have any kind of like exercise base, any kind of fitness knowledge, you're probably in decent shape to, to give it a shot. Um, after that, we proceeded to fundamentals. So I'm sure like every CrossFit place has similar um, methods of leveling everybody. So we started off with kind of basic stretching, nothing too exciting and nothing earth shattering, I guess, but they do right off the bat kind of start to break you into squats and lower body workout, which is great for me because I'm bad about that. And I think that's probably typical of a lot of guys that I don't do enough, frankly, lower body stuff, but, um, squats, deadlifts, that kind of stuff is the foundation of a lot of CrossFit movements. So kind of right off the bat, the warm-ups and the stretching and all that stuff really kind of focused on lower body stuff. Even a light jog around the parking lot just to kind of break us in. All that stuff was kind of centered around the legs, which is great for me and maybe for a lot of people because I thought about it after I got back um, and 
this will basically replace my lower body workout and my cardio workout at the gym because I'll go two or three times a week to CrossFit. And so at the gym, I can kind of focus on the things that I personally like that uh, are frankly by themselves probably not enough for a full body workout, which are kind of your arms and your chest and your shoulders, the vanity stuff. And the stuff that, frankly, I find enjoyable, curls and things like that, because CrossFit will work out my lower body and my uh, give me my cardio for the week. So that alone is kind of promising. Um, so basically, after we got done stretching, we had our first workout of the day. And granted, this is day one of fundamentals, so this is very low impact. This is not – this is entry level, <clears throat> literally the entry level workout of the day. And the workout of the day is basically what you do anytime you go into CrossFit. So it's it's their kind of pre it's their organized, scheduled, regimented workout for any given day. It's a mix of powerlifting and cardio, and uh, it's usually timed. So our first workout was timed, and what that was was a 200 meter run, and <clears throat> if you're not privy to the metric system, sixteen hundred meters is a mile. So two hundred is just an eighth of a mile. So it's like nothing. Um, I'm sure once you get a little bit fitter, that's basically a sprint. Um, so you do two hundred meters, and then you do three sets of three different workouts: uh, first squats, then push-ups, and then pull-ups. Not pull-ups like from a bar, but pull-ups from a, a couple sets of rings. So um, it's it's basically, think of think of it as almost like a reverse um, bench press where you're pulling yourself up, but your uh, your feet are still on the ground. So you're kind of, you're holding on to these rings that are tied to a pull-up bar and your feet are touching the ground and you're just pulling yourself, almost like a rocking motion, you're pulling yourself up towards the rings. Nothing too you, um, Are your feet difficult. supposed to leave the ground? No. What your, your feet are supposed to? I think I think what it is is they they're working you up to pull up. Oh, basically. gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So again, it's not it's not it's not anything like that's going to break you in half. But I think in in combination with everything else, it's it's you know not a bad workout. Anyway, uh, so the full workout was this: it was the two hundred meter run to start, fifteen squats, fifteen push ups, uh, fifteen pull ups. Then 12 squats, 12 push-ups, 12 pull-ups, then 9 squats, 9 push-ups, 9 pull-ups, and then 200-meter run again to end it. And that was time. So you have to do all that as fast as you can. How fast did you do it? Um, I did it, and it was 4 minutes. Wait, Yeah, it was 4 minutes and 41 seconds, which so, was pretty good. So two, 400 total meters running. Yes. 15 squats. 15 push-ups, 15 crunches, what? It was um, – so you do you do these three exercises. So you do the 200-meter run and then you do these next three exercises three times in a row. So, oh, so, so you 45. Do, it's like, yeah, it's like 15, 12, 9. So, oh. <clears throat> so it's uh, the squats, push-ups, pull-ups, squats, push-ups, pull-ups, squats, push-ups, pull-ups. And every time you go through that cycle, it's fewer reps – and then you end it with another run. And you did that in eight minutes. 
Uh, no, uh, four minutes and 41 uh, four, seconds. Four minutes, 41 seconds. Yeah, because they're capped. So the beginning is the run and the end is the run. So your entire workout was four minutes? Yeah. And, it almost killed me. And you paid for four minutes of working out? Well, I mean, I paid for like an hour of like – I think I paid – basically you pay for an hour of like leading up. And that one day, it was like an hour of 45 minutes of leading up to this one exercise. The thing about – I think the thing, the thing about CrossFit too is that I was kind of learning is – when you get into the um, when you get into the higher levels, it's real honest to goodness anaerobic style workouts because uh, which means in a, in a lot of cases, especially when you're going in and you're doing your strength test uh, for the month or for the quarter or <clears throat> every six months, something like that. If you're going in for tr- true strength tests, it basically means you have to fully rest between. Uh, sets between movements. So you may be in the gym, in the CrossFit gym for an hour and you're only doing like three, maybe three motions or three workouts. It's because you're truly like maxing out. And I haven't done that kind of stuff since high school. And some people haven't done that kind of stuff ever. So one of the things that people tend to do is they tend to rush through a workout. And yeah, with the time stuff in CrossFit, there's that element of rushing. But there are also going to be days where you're not doing a whole lot, actually, but you're supposed to f- fully rest and fully recover uh, between movements and between sets because you want to apply as much strength and energy as possible. So those workouts are kind of weird to people. I know that's going to be kind of weird to me for a while, the idea of like doing, say, doing um, you know, a set of squats and then resting for five minutes or more, like just kind of staying around and talking just to make sure that I'm completely rested. That's kind of weird, but it's also kind of the workout. It's kind of the nature of, of, of doing that workout correctly. So, you know, I was pretty, I was pretty happy and I will say, yes, it took 45 minutes to lead up to like a five minute workout, but I literally could not talk for like two hours after that five minutes. Like I was destroyed which is pretty impressive uh, considering what really little I did in a little amount of time. Just the combination of it was uh, was pretty effective. Now, is CrossFit something that you can do at home can, or do you have to go to a class for this? I think, I, think, I think the thing with CrossFit is you could definitely do this at a home. The trick is having the right equipment or having enough equipment where you can do enough things um, correctly. I think – and then also there's the power lifting aspect of it, which is frankly dangerous if you don't know how to do it. Yeah. Like, you know, like deadlift, um, a proper squat, thrusters. And if, if people don't know what thrusters are, thrusters are more or less – think of it uh, like a real generalization of a thruster is – think of it as a, like you've got a barbell and you go from a squat to an overhead press with that weight. So you're going – all the way from the bottom, all the way to the top, lifting it above your head in kind of one motion. That kind of thing, it, it can like really wreck your knees. It can wreck your back. can mess up your shoulders. Not to mention if the weight falls on you, it can break your neck. Um, that kind of stuff, if you don't have a coach or if you don't know exactly what you're doing, it's really dangerous to do that kind of stuff alone because, you know, I, I mean, there's real physical uh, injury uh, potential there. So, if you cut that kind of stuff out, I'm sure that CrossFit becomes way more of a cardio thing and something that you could probably do with a few kettlebells and, and you know purchasing a few things that are a little bit out of the ordinary, some um, 
resistance bands and things like that, and, and then just kind of holding yourself to, to to timing your workouts. I'm sure you could get um, a large percent of CrossFit stuff um, at home, but the powerlifting stuff is probably just not smart to do. Period. Without somebody coaching and instructing you how to do it. Yeah, that makes sense. Interesting. Yeah, it was fun. It, it was fun, and it was. Um, it was just interesting to kind of see a different spin on working out. My history of my history of fitness has been really um, mostly in the gym, mostly casual. The times that I've been like in really good shape, I've either been in organized sports or in some organized activity. So with some third party or you know some coach pushing me and priding me along, so. This, I think, was a good re-entry into that world for me. And the one thing that I did uh, like about it is I think they overplay the competitive aspect of CrossFit. I was walking in a little apprehensive thinking it was going to be a bunch of meatheads kind of yelling at each other, pushing each other to to go further, which um, I'm too old for that. So I was kind of going in expecting that and kind of being, frankly, a little bit nervous about that kind of thing just because, like I said, I'm kind of past that point in my life and it was really nothing like that i mean for goodness sake the girl next to me was like fresh off having a baby and had a bum knee and i and i've got like a funky elbow and uh and you know like i said the the other guy in the group i'm not sure what the last time he exercised and you know we weren't really uh, aggressive towards each other and even kind of observing the class that was going on adjacent to us there wasn't any of that either. So I think probably at the highest levels of CrossFit, you've got these like, you know, weekend athletes that um, played college sports and have bum knees, weren't good enough to go a little bit further than that. And of course, they still have like the fire in them. But uh, for the 99% that isn't that, I think it came across as your typical kind of organized exercise class so i I enjoyed that too that's pretty cool yeah it's something i've never done Uh, all the exercise i've ever done has always been um personally directed and uh the idea of going to a class and having somebody tell me what to do is kind of foreign to me but i know that the people who get a lot of great results at least like in hollywood anyway always have like somebody specifically pushing them towards a uh some sort of program and uh, that's outside of um, it's outside of like a comfort zone for me. I'd much rather do mm-hmm. it myself, but uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool, pretty neat. Yeah, and you know the other thing that those Hollywood types have is like a personal chef or somebody that's kind of dictating what's going into their mouth. That's true, and we don't have that. That's I'm not going to have that. That's really hard. The um, the self imposed diet, which you two weeks ago were telling us about a diet oh, yeah. that you had kind of imposed upon yourself. So. What's the latest on that? Worked really well until I actually ran out of pre pre prepared food, and I never went back and prepared more. <laughs> well, what was the diet? Remind us. Uh, it was uh, so uh, my wife had prepared a bunch of uh, uh, chicken breast, grilled chicken breast, and I was eating that and uh, rice, um, just uh, that and brown rice basically for at least uh, lunch and dinner. And, twice a day. Yeah, twice a day. Hmm. And I basically ran out. And uh, so what I'm doing. So I live in a, I live in what I would, would describe as a chicken town. Um, one of our major industries here is chicken. 
So we, uh, there's a, and, and my mom, like uh, my family, much of my family did this, worked uh, in, in the industry. So there is a store here for employees and family members of employees that's uh, ran by the uh, specific uh, poultry company. Uh, I'll, I'll leave the name uh, omitted. Um, there's only a few, only really. A few. But they, they run a store and uh, we tip, we tend to go there to buy like, chicken because it's cheap um, uh-huh. so i bought a bunch of the uh chicken that is pre-cooked i just have to microwave it mm. now when i was uh years ago and uh, when i was really keeping to this that's actually what i ate i wasn't married and i didn't have a wife who i didn't prepare i didn't i rarely cooked food myself everything was mm-hmm. microwaved mm-hmm. Uh, if it wasn't like just something i would like a sandwich or something i would make so i would just microwave this pre-cooked chicken so i, I bought some of that this weekend with the mm-hmm. uh plan of getting back on it next week and Did i should it take have, you back the memories uh well i haven't well the chicken place or the eating the chicken yeah i mean All of it. like so like back in the day it was just uh i would eat the chicken pretty much plain and it's really hard so I got to the point uh, after a couple of days, I would just load it up with like sriracha or something like that. It's really easy to eat when you don't have to worry about the tastes of another human in the house. It is. It really is. Um, but we don't tend to eat the same food. Oh, really? Yeah. No. Oh. Rarely. Interesting. No. Yeah. So, so what happens at dinner time? I go do my thing. She does her thing. And I go to my desk and I work. Okay. And, she, and she tends to sit down on the couch and log into her work laptop via VPN. So you work. Both work. Yeah. So work is the new dinner. Work is the new dinner, but we are eating. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's the healthy thing to do. Yeah. So uh, hopefully, I'll get back on it this week. I, I didn't. I didn't go to eating like really I mean, crap for the most part. Um, I ate the stuff I would normally eat. I would eat. I would make sandwiches usually out of uh, lean turkey. Um, in that in that period when I wasn't eating the chicken and rice, so I didn't I didn't um, divert to uh, to eating uh, cupcakes. But uh, yeah, didn't keep to the chicken and rice like I had planned to. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, also, um, I'd mentioned I don't remember if I gave an update on this the last on the last show, and I know I didn't have it quite finished. The preacher curl bench that I uh, built um, it's now completely functional. Awesome, and it is awesome. Um, I really like uh, this. It really helps you keep your form. For uh, sure. And specifically, you're focusing on the the last half of the, the curl, pretty much the curl that's uh, the hardest part. And I honestly would say probably the part that you get the least value from when you're doing a curl uh, straight is getting the weight up to basically be um, to where your arms are perpendicular. Yes. Uh, to the not your no when your arms are perpendicular to your uh, to the like vertical part of your body your body the height of your body the whatever you want oh, to call yeah, it oh yeah 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 mm-hmm. so um, the preacher curl really helps that part so you don't have to fight gravity to get the weight up to um, basically being perpendicular to your body and it. It just makes doing curls so much more rewarding, and uh, I've used it several times at this point in the week that I've had it. <laughs> Probably have overtrained my arms, but you know I got to got to got to keep the big biceps, and um, I, I love it. My friend who comes and works out with me, he loves it too. Uh, I think this is the best thing that I've built so far. 
Now, have you tweeted that out, just a picture of the finished product? No. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, I tweeted out a photo of the actual uh, seat on the bench because um, – I, I so for the weight bench that I built, I used this faux leather as the padding on because I, I do the upholstery too uh, on the padding of the bench. But uh, Hobby Lobby or wherever it was wasn't open when I needed that, so I went to Walmart and I got uh, Star Wars patterned fabric – Yes. And and uh, some uh, clear plastic, clear vinyl to go over it so that I don't get it like sweaty and nasty. So uh, it has Star Wars um, padding. They have that in the fabric department, like yeah. licensed fabric. Yes, Spider Man, Star Wars, Star Trek, uh, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. There's tons of stuff. Man, I can't imagine what kind of creepy, crazy, yet officially licensed crafty stuff people make my uh grant my wife's grandmother my grandmother-in-law whatever you want to whatever that means uh for christmas she made me a star trek themed uh throw so right. that's actually what i used last night when i slept on the couch okay didn't sleep on the couch for any for doing anything i, I had to sleep <laughs> on the couch uh-huh but uh for other reasons well i know it wasn't a fight at dinner no because because uh, we don't eat now, our nephew uh, spent the night last night, and I didn't want him to. I didn't want him to sleep on the the uh, the uh, couch, so I offered up my three year old nephew. So I offered up my spot in bed. So, man, yeah, what a sweetheart! I am a wonderful human being. Yeah, what a family man like Guile. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so speaking of diets, I'm going to throw this one at you because. Um, you know, I got to admit, doing your chicken diet two times a day—that's pretty hardcore. Uh, no wonder you ran out so quick. Two two times a day. Were you hungry during that? Uh, I, I'm not really hungry at all. If I after a day or two of like trying to keep to a diet, uh-huh. it's it's not really being hungry. It's it's kind of the craving for something different than what yeah. I'm eating. So it's not like an exact hunger. It's more just a general craving for like sweetness or something yeah I, I can i can relate to that um oh by the way before we leave I, I did see that you were you did attempt to eat an arctic zero so i'm going to ask you about that at the oh, end yeah, of the yeah, show. yeah 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 absolutely but, uh my my diet story is i'm going to start the paleo diet every other day just as a test just to see if i can i can stomach it so to speak so the paleo diet is like a favorite among crossfitters and general bros and um, basically what the, what the paleo diet is, it's the caveman diet. It's eating as if um, it was hundreds, tens of thousands of years ago and uh, there's no microwave and there's no uh, processed foods and all that stuff. So basically it's a diet that's high in fat, moderate in animal protein, low in uh, carbohydrates, but not zero carbs. It's more about the um, eating non-processed natural foods. So you're talking about fresh meats. Fresh vegetables, frozen vegetables, and fruits count too. Um, but staying away from anything that's processed. So bread, sugars, dairy, that's going to be a tough one. Um, obviously soda and anything that isn't water as far as your liquids. So I'm going to do that every day, every other day. I'm going to do that on CrossFit days. And maybe that'll, in theory, make me feel better going into a CrossFit workout uh, based on what I ate uh, the day or the hours prior. 
and I'll report back to you guys and I'll, I'll let you know how that's <clears throat> treating me mentally and physically. Yeah, that's so, going to be hard. It's going to be hard. Even every, even doing it just every other day, um, you, I, I've, I've developed a dependency on Diet Mountain Dew. I'm not going to lie. So I'm probably going to go into the shakes on my uh, paleo days. I'm not lying. Um, so, Brian, Arctic Zero, how did that go? I can see how someone who has had a very restrictive diet would like it. It's not bad at all. It is very much not ice cream. So I think pe- I think the problem with people who um, start health foods or start eating like food that's generally considered healthy from the get go, how the, like my wife will not drink a diet soda because she's like it's disgusting. Why would you drink this? Well, after you've had four or five, you quit noticing. So Arctic Zero is one of those things that if I was if I had a very regimented diet where I didn't eat any kind of sweets or anything like that ever, how I, I, I completely understand how someone would find that very indulgent and very um, delicious. But in my mind, I'm comparing it to real ice cream, and it, it's not the same thing. Yeah, and it's not. It's definitely not trying to be for sure. Uh, yeah, so. but if someone if someone uh, had a very like is a very structured rigid rigid diet, it mm-hmm. would probably be sinful. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah, that uh, that side of it, I guess, doesn't enter your brain if you have a normal diet. I yeah. totally agree with that. You're kind of like, whoa, what is this? What has science done? Yeah, I mean, and I had the vanilla maple, and it was mm-hmm. it was pretty darn good. And I did not feel bad at all eating it all in one in one uh, go. No, it was like 150 calories for the whole pint, or 135, or 150, something like that. Yeah, yeah something crazy like that. So basically, I don't know, uh, a, a big glass of tea or something like that. So I, I would, I probably would have felt better with it had it um, had it had a little more in the way of like protein. Ah, uh, yes. I mean, like I'm willing to give up um, taste if. It's something is nutritionally dense. Mm-hmm. If I feel that I'm getting something from it, mm-hmm. I really didn't feel like I was getting anything nutritionally from it. No, it's like uh, it's junk food for uh, health freaks. Yeah, basically. It is. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. There's a world for that. That's for sure. So, Brian, anything else for this week? Our, our triumphant return to podcasting. Uh, not really. I'm trying to think of, um, I've been listening to, uh, you know, uh, nerd alert. I've been listening to a lot of wrestling podcasts lately. And, uh, I, I heard a story about how, um, Ricky Steamboat lifted, uh, I think I mentioned this, I mentioned this to you a few weeks ago, how Ricky Steamboat bench pressed, uh, 465 pounds on like 60 carbs a day. And, uh, I don't think I can cut my carbs down to that. Um, I'm maybe, maybe not. But I have been listening to a lot of Steve Austin's podcast lately, and he's talked about basically the two things he eats is now uh, lean chicken and basically hamburger patties uh, on days that aren't cheat days. So I may incorporate some ground beef into my uh, chicken and rice diet just to mix things up. So you're talking about like just packing on the protein, really, right? Yeah. I mean, that way I can, you know, eat a little more um, and uh, not hopefully eat food that is fattening, you know, to lose some weight, but try to maintain some muscle mass. Cool. Very cool. Now, that's that's definitely something that I could 
see myself doing because uh, I'm a fan of meat. So more protein in lieu of maybe carbs just because I, there's no room in my stomach left after more protein. Yeah. That's something I could probably get behind. I think I'll do that. Yeah. I might do that too if the paleo diet doesn't sit well with me. But I'm going to give it a shot. I'm definitely going to give it a shot. That's, you know what? The paleo diet is one of those things too that I, I'm going to have to see if it's more or less expensive than a normal diet because uh, I could go both ways. I mean if you cut out non-processed stuff, then you're cutting out a bunch of stuff like from your um, grocery cart. But processed stuff is cheap. Right. So I don't know how it's going to balance out. Like but growing, I'll let growing, you guys know. Growing up dirt poor – dirt poor i was really fat because i ate nothing but like processed food and it wasn't because it was processed it was because processed food is cheap and i could eat a lot of it mm-hmm. it's uh, very dense in calories yes for sure uh brian the struggle goes on the struggle goes on but hey i think this was a quality return to uh to get the skinny don't you think so oh, i think so i think it was fantastic and uh you know what before we go guys i will give you our standard clothes and our standard clothes is one saying thank you for listening. We wouldn't be here without you guys uh, to hear our, our stories of, uh, of gains and losses around our waist mostly. And also, you can support Get the Skinny and all the shows on the TF Radio network by going to tfradio.net, clicking the Amazon link, and doing your Amazon shopping. You don't have to buy anything extra or anything different, but when you check out, Brian Kilby, that guy over there, he gets nickels and dimes, and he uses those to keep the lights on, keep the podcasts flowing, and we appreciate your business. Oh, absolutely. So go, so go to tfradio.net, click the Amazon link, and uh, we appreciate it. Absolutely. So uh, for, uh, for Brian, this is John, and we'll see you next time on Get the Skinny. This has been Get the Skinny. 